0: Hey, friend, Keith here. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to jump in really quickly to share with you about a little book that I've just put out recently. It's called Breakup How to Heal and Thrive After a Relationship Ends. You know, I had a marriage of about 24, 25 years end in divorce, and it crushed me. I mean, it really got me down. But after I licked my wounds for a while, I decided I need to put together a strategic plan to pivot from this loss into my next chapter. So I put together this little plan that I call Thrive. So if you're going through a breakup right now, or maybe you've just gone through one recently and you could use a little help, I encourage you to look for the link in the show notes and check out Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After a Relationship Ends. All right, now on with the show. Hello and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA plus Christian family heal their church trauma and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30-plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30-plus years. I'm proud of all those things, but can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt, and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer, though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to this edition. And uh, today I'm going to be speaking to you from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed for his own authority. But you will see power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, Why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, we look at this book of Acts, and it is truly contextually a book of the beginnings of the church and missions what we want to do as the representatives of Jesus here on earth, how we need to go about our work, how we need to go about our service, what we can do for our Lord. And I think it's a very great resource for us to look at. And today, I just want to simply share with you what I think are the four Ps to empower our personal ministry. And I do believe that each one of us, as we call ourselves a follower of Christ, have a ministry. Now, it's not going to be necessarily to stand on some grand stage and preach to thousands of people. It may not be that you have a podcast to try to teach and share from scripture. It may be that you don't teach a Sunday school class. But I do believe that if we are followers of Jesus, if we love Jesus, if we believe in Jesus, if we understand the blessings that come from a relationship in Jesus, then we all have a ministry. And that ministry is to love and care for others in the name of Jesus. All right. So how do, what are the four Ps that we need to do this more successfully? The first, I think, is we need to understand the person. That's right, the person. And in this scripture, look at verse 8a, for instance, you will see that person is none other than the Holy Spirit. Now, I believe that there is the triune God. Now, we can talk about and debate pronouns, and we can debate how all this works together, and how the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all the Trinity works. And, you know, we can talk about that to the end of the days. But I do believe that there is the Holy Spirit of God that empowers, that that comes into us to help us, to guide us, to strengthen us. And I think that if we are going to be effective and loving and caring and productive people of God, then we need to understand that person who is the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, I believe, is a part of us. To, to, to guide us and to strengthen us. So understand that and get a grasp of that. You're not in this alone. You have God with you. You have God before you making the path. You have God with you, equipping you to do the work, and you have God behind you to protect you and to forgive you. All right. So we understand the, the person is the Holy Spirit. What about the power? You know, if you go out and you start your car, we don't even think about it these days. We go out, we put our key in the ignition, we turn the switch and boom, hopefully, <laughs> if, if it works like it's supposed to, it will turn on. But one of the things that is absolutely necessary for that to happen is that the car be plugged up to the battery because the battery is the source of power for that automobile. One of the things that we have to keep in mind is people of God who want to work for God, who want to serve God, who want to bless others in his name, is that we too have to be connected to the source of our power. It's not enough just to know that the person is the Holy Spirit. We need to be connected to that Holy Spirit. And how do we do that? Verse 8a in this particular text tells us the way, and that is through prayer. And don't misunderstand that prayer is this this list of going through and selling God all the things that you want from him. Well, that's part of it, sure. We want to make our requests known to God. But prayer to me is more than just that. Prayer to me is a time of connection. It's a time of spending with our God to get close, to get intimate, to speak to God, and to listen to God. It's that connection time. So let me get into your business just a little bit, my dear friend. How much of that are you doing? How much time in any given day are you spending in quiet with God? (laughs) And then we wonder, why aren't things going the way they should? Or Why aren't I feeling like I should? Or why am I struggling as much as I am? Or why am I making all these mistakes? And the list goes on and on. And I think it can go back to the point is how much time are we spending with God? And again, we do that through prayer. Think about any human relationship that you have. If you don't spend quality time with that person, that relationship is going to deteriorate. It's just a common fact. We grow in relationships with time. We grow in relationships with intimacy. We go, grow in relationships with communication. How are we doing with God? What about the third P? Well, I think it's the plan. What do I mean by that? Well, like I said in the beginning, I believe that all of us, if we are true followers of Christ, we have responsibilities to not browbeat people over the head. We're not there to condemn people. We're not there to, you know, just try to destroy somebody else's life or their their thoughts or even the way that they're living it's not our place to come onto them and to judge them and put them down and to cast them into hell that is not our job our job is to love them care for them and when the opportunity arises share with them what we believe but we have to do that lovingly we have to do that carefully and we have to do that not depending on the results to make us feel good, because the results are not up to us. They're up to God and the person. But how do, how's the plan going? What, what are we supposed to do here? In this section of scripture, you will see in verse uh, 8b that he says that it's supposed to start in your most intimate circle and then it moves out and then it moves out further and it moves further and eventually to the whole world. Think about throwing a rock in a pond. The rock hits the water. It makes an immediate splash in the water, an intimate little uh, circle of, of impact where the rock hits. And then all of a sudden the ripples begin and the ripples begin to go out and out and out and out further and further and further. Well, the same thing is true about our personal ministry. We start where we are. We start where with the people that we are with. You know, um, any time that we are in community, we have a chance to impact people positively. We have a chance to impact them with the love, the grace, and the care of Jesus. Yes, there are people that are reaching people on television. There are people who are reaching people on mega media networks and all this kind of stuff. I get that. But you know what I believe deep in my spirit is that no matter how you use those things, it all comes back to relationship. For I believe that the most effective work we can do in the precious name of Jesus is done through relationship. It's impacting that one person that we are close to that given day. It's doing something for them. It's saying something nice to them. It's being there, f- you know, to support them. And when we do that, we impact their lives. And then guess what happens? They go and impact lives. So we keep doing that, and every person begins to impact more and more lives. I know that in business and anything, marketing, whatever the case may be, the most effective way to do anything, including business, including ministry, is through relationship. And I believe that that is the way that God wants us to do this thing we call Christian life, to be in relationship with other people. And that takes energy. It takes time. It takes desire. But I think that's the thing that God wants of us, Now, I also go back in the Gospel to Matthew. And if you've been around the church anytime, especially evangelical churches, you've heard the Great Commission where Jesus tells the disciples, go into all the world, making disciples in my name, teaching them all the things that I have commanded and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And remember, I am with you always. But I always like to point out at least in my exegetical study of that text, that the Greek there in go is participle. It means, I think, that Jesus is telling us not to necessarily get on a plane and go, although you can, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I think what Jesus is primarily telling us There and here in the gospel of Acts through, I mean, sorry, the book of Acts, not the gospel. The book of Acts through the writer is while you are going through your life, wherever you are, however you are, whatever circumstance you are, in that place, be my representative. And that means being like Jesus, loving like Jesus, caring like Jesus, supporting like Jesus. Which brings me to the fourth P, the purpose. What is the purpose of all this? So that we can bless, encourage, and witness to others. And again, this is not beat you over the head evangelism, which we all have seen, we probably all have experienced. This is relationship. This is encouragement. This is love. This is being Jesus with skin on to people that might be hurting, that might be needing us. And we want to be there for them. That is the purpose of understanding who the Holy Spirit is. That's the purpose of spending time in prayer to get connected to our source of hope, inspiration, and power. That's the plan to begin and work where you are and trust God to grow that and magnify that as God chooses. And if we do that, we'll meet the purpose, which is what Jesus wants us to do, I think. All right. Well, that's my thoughts for today. That's on Acts chapter one, verses one through 12. I hope that you have enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening and may God truly bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.